What's going on, everybody? You are now tuned into the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy, Sean Pesos. And your boy, Russ Digi. Going on, bro? Nothing much, bro. How you doing? I mean, hey, I got a W this week, so twice that you over. Did. That you did, man. So Can't knock it. And not knock it, man. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, rough on, it's rough on your end, boy. Oh, yeah, man. But, you know, this has been the, the story of our season, man. It's it's pretty much been like this the entire time. I mean, I want to say that I'm unfazed, but... Um, no, it's getting it ridiculous is. at this point. Well, when we get into it, it's, it's a lot that's involved in everything that's going on. So once we hit that topic, I, I'll go ahead and talk about my squad. But um, other than that, man, ain't, ain't too much going on. It was kind of eventful. You know, even though I didn't think the games were that good, it's just stuff happened. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened that you typically <laughs> don't see. Yeah. So, uh, man, might as well just go ahead and kick it off, man, with these hot topics, man, and talk about uh, Javon Williams. He was suspended two games for, I don't know what you call it. I, I guess you he, call it a sucker punch. Hitting. I don't know what you Well, call. he snatched his chain and then he punched him. He deboed him. Well, the, I guess, but apparently the whole situation was he uh, apparently said he was spit on by Gardner Johnson, but nobody's confirmed that. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's kind of hard to say. I mean... It's possible you could get spit on by somebody and nobody see it, especially everybody wearing helmets. It was possible, but it's like, I look at it like I got hit, so I came out of my mouth and it just happened to get on you. Man, that's a crazy excuse, but that man reacted like he got spit on. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. The crazy little tidbit was Gardner Johnson is the same person that Michael Thomas had gotten into an altercation with on the Saints, and that's why Michael Thomas was uh sus- well not suspended but held out for disciplinary action while he was injured. So maybe maybe he just I, well the way he's going, I don't think he'll be on the Saints much longer. Yeah, it's it's, it's a very crazy thing. I was surprised they gave him two games though. Um, I thought that was a little bit excessive. Um, I understand that it's on a, a major game. You know, it's Sunday afternoon, like every other game, but because it went into OT, you know, not only was it regional, but it became part of the bonus coverage, at least in my area. Mm-hmm. And um, I know the NFL kind of looks at it like it's a bad look, but I, I've seen way worse, you know, so I don't... I, I honestly I, thought they were going to give him more, considering how really was so image conscious. That's interesting. So I guess you thought two games was a little too light. I thought it was a little too much. Oh, I mean, no, I one. Didn't, I didn't say it was too late. I'm just surprised he didn't. <laughs> I feel you. I think. Um. I think one game would have sufficed, but I mean, two. It ain't really that crazy, but no, it's not. Oh uh, no. Yeah, definitely. So um, that was it on that one, man. I took a little joy in it though. Not gonna lie, sorry to cut you off, but I did take a little. Oh, you good? getting punched. I was like, ooh, look at that. I mean, I don't know what was more impressive, man. I know Cuz tried to open hand smack him, but the way dude ate the hits, it was just kind of like, <laughs> go ahead, man. It makes sense to me. It's like you're punching a helmet, bro. Never makes sense. Never makes sense. So, I what mean. What is that they, going to do for you at the end of the day? Right. Right. And so, I guess, I don't know, man. I I, I kind of think they're trying to come down on fighting. I mean, the last real fight we saw was the Miles Garrett situation. Yeah. So, I guess they figured it was one-third as bad as that. I don't think so, but it's cool. It's whatever. I guess the other big thing that happened, man, they, we got a trade deadline that was coming up that ended the day on Election Day. And um, it wasn't really too many people that got traded. Uh, we traded Quan Alexander for a fifth-round pick. That's conditional in Kiko Alonso. He was pretty much injured for the most part in his tenure with us. He was effective, but, you know, they always say the best ability is availability, and he wasn't available, so right. I don't know. And uh, and then Ngakwe got traded to – who did he go to, the Lions? He went to the Lions. The Lions. That's interesting, too, man. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, anybody get traded to the Lions, I mean, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> at this point, this like, they're not in the hunt, but they're in right. the hunt, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, we got to kind of look at these records a little bit differently, too, man. You know, when you see a team that's like uh, one game under 500 or two games under 500, you know, we got to look at it a little different because that's the team that's probably going to be potentially in the hunt for that uh, that seventh seed. So yeah. while I'm not trying to rule anybody out, you know, it's just weird at this point in time. But other than that, man, it wasn't too crazy with the trades. I'm surprised, you know, that we didn't make a move to get a quarterback. I'm surprised that uh, the Packers didn't necessarily try to go get some more weapons. Um, Who was really out there for them to get? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. You can make a trade. You know, do you trade for somebody like AJ Green? You know what I mean? Try to get him, try to get some stability because they already got Boyd over there. They got T. Higgins. You know what I mean? In Cincinnati, they may want to get rid of that contract. You know, do you trade with some other team that may have like, you know, a nice little, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, I don't, I don't even know what they're doing with Marvin Jones Jr. in Detroit. I know he he got a couple touchdowns this week, but he doesn't seem to be targeted as much because I think he had two catches, three catches or so for like 39 yards. It was some minuscule amount, but he had two TDs off of that, which basically just reduced him to a red, a red zone target. Right. So um, we forgot to mention Everson Griffin is now a cowboy. Oh man. Oh, excuse me. He's not a cowboy. He's a lion now. Okay. Okay. So That's I guess interesting. the Lions are trying to stock up on defense. Well, I, I mean, it's smart, I guess, if you're really trying to make that playoff push. It's tough. But um, I mean, it's yet to be seen what they do with these trades, man. Yahweh went to the to the Ravens. I'm sorry, not the Lions. He went to the Ravens. All right. Yeah. So yeah. So now see that makes a big difference because the Ravens definitely need to bolster up their defense. It's a situation where I feel like, you know, we'll speak on that game in a few. So I, I, I reserve the right to say how I felt about everything. But um, yeah, man, it's time for teams to buckle down and start really focusing on this playoff push. Yeah. And I'm just surprised more people didn't make trades. Well, I think <clears throat> some of it might be contract related too. Yeah. For some of these contracts, it might be out of people's price range given the pandemic and how that's cutting down on salary cap. Yeah. So that might I, be the reason why. I think Quan um, was a good trade for the Saints if he's really going to play. I mean, they could really use some help at, at linebacker, but again, Listen, I don't Quan know. Got smoked when he was on the Bucks. It's going to be no different here. It depends, man. I mean, it's possible. You need all the help you can get because the Saints defense, it's not like they got all world defenders, so. No, they don't. Yeah. But um, other than that, man, we had a little injury bug over there in San Fran, man. You know, we got George Kittle. He's out eight weeks, so that's tough. And then Garoppolo, he re-aggravated that high ankle sprain, and he's out six weeks. And because this was the last year of his guaranteed money, word on the street is we probably looking for a new QB, which I find to be interesting. I've been hearing that people looking at Matt Ryan. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that little rumor like it was possible. I think that's a dumbass move, but <laughs> I don't. Well, they probably think that because he's an experienced quarterback. He's always available. He's got the rapport with Shanahan. Right? He's I mean, that's cool. But That's cool, but my thing is if we go get Matt Ryan and he's not going to put us over the top, then what? Right. You know what I mean? That's my whole thing. You go get Matt Ryan if you think Matt Ryan's going to win you a Super Bowl. But, but then, if he, yeah, sorry to cut you off. Our you defense good? isn't really that stout. Your defense, once they get healthy, can be a monster. So with a good, to great defense, he might be able to get y'all over the hump. It's possible. You never know. It's possible. I, I mean, I, w- I just wouldn't bet on it. You know what I mean? Right. And then if I'm if I'm looking at Matt Ryan honestly and objectively, He's got some weapons and the type of weapons that he has, we don't necessarily have yet. Like, it's not proven. You know, maybe Debo could match up with a Calvin Ridley, even though Calvin Ridley gets, like, more touchdowns. But maybe that's due to Jimmy Garoppolo. But we don't have a a receiver that's the caliber of Julio. So, you know, when it comes to bailing you out in that regard, his, his security blanket would be, like, George Kittle when George Kittle's healthy mm-hmm. and that's kind of like back when he had Gonzalez but even when he had Gonzalez he still had Julio had so that's kind of back then too so. yeah so it's one of those things man you know Matt Ryan unless we're getting him on the cheap you know I don't know I don't I don't necessarily like that move but I don't like the move of getting any veteran quarterback I would love to see them give uh, Colin Kaepernick a try just because like at this point in time what do you have to lose <laughs> Yeah, we would both love to see that, but we already know how that's going. I mean, yeah, but I think they're also playing it a little different because, you know, one of the other topics that came up this week was Dez Bryant got signed to the practice squad of the Baltimore Ravens. That's cool. Like, you know, that happened last week. And and we had – I heard that Eric Reed was offered a practice squad position for the Washington football team, but he turned it down because it was a practice squad position. That's wild. Because Aaron right. isn't a top flight safety at all. But even but even still, like it wouldn't even matter because if you just start off on the practice squad because we haven't had any kind of off season beforehand, 
just to get some reps, just to get them in physical shape. Yeah, you could always get called up. Because they said as a practice squad player, you're guaranteed 80000 you know what I mean? An $80,000 salary. Well, so, I mean, practice squad shit. <laughs> so, like, you get 80000 you get your conditioning up, you move up from the practice squad. There's a situation where they, you know, you may be able to sign something. You may be able to get a little extra money, but. And they're looking uh, at Washington's defense. Who do they have at safety? You could easily come in and take the starting spot. Exactly. That's how I looked at it. So. I don't know, man. It's going to be one of those situations where we just got to kind of figure out how how everything's going to go from a quarterback standpoint for, for my squad. I'm going to definitely have my eyes on that. Um, I wish there was some young quarterback that wasn't necessarily getting the burn that he wanted to get. Not not a Mitchell Trubisky or something like that, but somebody along those lines, it would have been cool to get. And, I'm, I'm trying to scroll through and think who's like available that's not completing utter trash. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's not. It's not too many of those Tannehill situations where you know he goes over to Tennessee, gets new life, and becomes you know decent quarterback. I'm not calling him the, the greatest or anything, but you know serviceable. Maybe it's a Carson Wentz situation, but he would still want to get paid. Right. You know. So and you I always I don't snag Mariota. Maybe nah. Not at all. You want to do it? No, nah, I'd rather keep Jimmy more than a lot of people. Like, I wouldn't even want Carson Wentz over Jimmy. You know, if, if we're going to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, I'd rather have somebody that I feel is a really good upgrade. You know what I mean? Got it. And if it's not a good upgrade, then I'd rather just go with Jimmy because I already know what I'm going to get out of him. It may not be the big plays, but it's definitely going to be, you know. He'll win you some games. Yeah, he's just yeah. going to be a steady hand. So, we'll see. But, um. Other than that, man, there wasn't too much going on in the hot topics department. I mean, we saw some things and some games that we're going to talk about. And I want to get to that. But first, uh, how you feel about your power rankings, man? It shifted a little bit. Okay. Take some people out. People are probably going to be disrespected, feel disrespected by it. But <laughs> it is what it is. All right. So let me run off mine. You want to run them off now or you want to? No, yeah, go ahead. You run them off now. All right. Number one, because they're undefeated. Still, I got the Steelers. Can't ha- can't have not have them in the number one spot and be undefeated. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Second, I got the Chiefs. Okay. Third, I got the Seahawks. Okay. Fourth, I got the Saints. And even though they lost, they had the Packers at fifth. At the fifth okay. Top. Ours looks a little different, but it's the same at the top. I'm going to just do mine in reverse order for dramatic effect, but people already know where we're going. So, at number five, I got the Buffalo Bills. Mm. Number four, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number three, I got the Seattle Seahawks. Number two, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. And number one, I got the Steelers. So our first three, uh, our top three, are the exact same in the exact same order. Uh, My reasoning is pretty much the same as yours. Steelers are undefeated. We all know how powerful the Chiefs are. They look slightly better than the Seahawks. But you never know between those two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it really is. You know what I'm saying? Both of them lost division games. The Chiefs lost to the Raiders. Seahawks lost to the Cardinals. So, you know, just waiting it how I'm waiting it. Seahawks coming third. Now, the Buccaneers situation is a little different, right? I kind of didn't want to put them at fourth. Okay. But even though they had like a mishap last night, which we'll get into, um, I still feel like they're poised to have a good run because they still don't have all of their pieces. You know, Chris Godwin still had a broken finger that had to get repaired, and they're saying it's a 50-50 chance he can come back. And then you got Antonio Brown coming next week. That's going to be really interesting. And if they're able to come that strong next week, I would say that they're right there in the mix in the top five. Mm -hmm. And then I picked the Bills because the Bills had a a hard-fought game against the Patriots. That's a division foe. That's also going up against an opponent that has known you for years, and it's almost like you got to fight with Big Bro. So with that saying, I give them a lot of credit for that. They're slightly the fifth-best team, and then after that, you got a whole bunch of teams fighting. Packers, Ravens, all that. The reason I don't have the Bills at five Mm-hmm. Or in the top five at all is because they did struggle with an inferior team at this point. I give you that, but the Packers just lost to the daggone Vikings. True, that's true. I mean, so. sometimes you slip up, but like I said over the weekend, the Bills are one of the luckiest teams in the league, and I didn't mean any disrespect by it. I just meant <laughs> that some games 
You yeah. win by the skin of your teeth. I know a win is a win. Yeah. But had Cam Newton not fumbled that ball, it would have been a loss on in their uh, record. Hey, that fumble was forced. It was. That was, a, that was a forced fumble. That was the defense playing hard nosed defense. In fact, the scramble before that play, it wasn't the 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 exact play before that, but he had got a good scramble like before that. He was carrying that ball with one arm. It was kind of loose. His offhand was kind of used to keep balance as he was shifting. And I was like, man, he's kind of loose with that ball. He always carried the ball like that. That's I know. And it, it, and it looked like it was primed for the taking. And I think, you know, on that next play, they just came straight for that rock. I just don't respect the Bills just yet. Till they get a quality win, I don't respect. Like they they play the Seahawks this weekend. We'll see what happens. I mean, that's a tough game, man. I can't. You know, if they lose, then they get kicked out of the top five. But that's a tough game. But if it's Seahawks, tough to play. No, they are. I give them all the credit in the world. But if you're a good team competing against other good teams, you got to show if you can get the job done. Yeah, I you can't agree. just beat up on the inferior teams and then struggle with the mid tier teams and get beat by the good teams. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see, man. So, We're gonna see. And I don't have the Bucks there for the same reason that I don't have the Bills there because last night there is no reason they should the Giants should have been, even been close mm-hmm. to winning that game. It but you know what? We never blow out in my eyes. I feel like that was one of those those games that was tough, man. Because like you look at it like this: one, you know you're playing the Giants, right? But the game is in the Meadowlands. You're coming in, you're like, all right, fellas, all we got to do is get out with a win. We should beat them, no problem. They're coming in to try to embarrass everybody on primetime television. This is their big game. So they brought their A game, and a lot of people were playing hard. It was really Daniel Jones that kind of messed that whole situation up, and we'll get into that later. But I just give them credit for getting out there with the win, even though I think some stuff was funny with that. So Yeah, I'm going to hold those comments for later. So we can get into that right after we get into fantasy. We'll get into those games, man. So I just want to start off by giving a couple of people some props, man. So our high point score of the week was the Congolese Originals, 163. He beat Big uh, Saudi Cool Diesel, 163 to 75. It's a crazy game. I'm going to recap it in a second. Then we had Seahawk Nation 12th fan. They won 113 to 60 against the Beach. Oh, yeah, G. That was a pretty easy win for them. We had the Dirty Birds 98, Rise Up 98. They won 97 to 75 against the Denver Maserati boys. So my boy got a win. For the scoring game, boy. <laughs> we had the Warview Hot Boys. He dropped 144 on Team Jackson, winning 144 to 89. And then we had. GBD Gold Blood Drip beat the California Gold Glocks 117 to 92. So I took an L against my boy Daryl. So it was a pretty cool weekend fantasy, man. I'm going to just recap this joint real quick with our high point score. My boy Aaron, yeah, Russell Wilson with 33. Dalvin Cook with the monster week, 48 points. Crazy. <laughs> he had Boston Scott with nine. Mike Evans gave him a cool 16. Stephon Diggs gave him a steady 15. He ran Darren Waller at a tight end with seven. Keenan Allen had 21 points. The Chargers defense only gave him two, and he had Legatron, Greg Zerline with 12. Sadi had a tough week with uh, Josh Allen only giving him 14. Gaskin, running back for Miami, gave him uh, 12. Giovanni Bernard, which is crazy, gave him 22. Cole Beasley gave him four. Uh, Justin Jefferson only gave him five. Greg Olson gave him a goose egg. Devontae Parker gave him seven. Um, New England defense gave him three. And Myers, the kicker for Seattle, gave him eight. That's tough. Yeah, that was a tough game, man. So, you know. I'm just trying to gain ground, bro. I'm trying to catch a gold drip. Hey, man. Standards a little bit. Hey, man, it's, it's, it's real. You did what you were supposed to do this week, man. It was weird. You had a, uh, you had a funny... Uh, scoring situation like everybody had balance except for Ronald Jones who you expected to be good and they decided to run four net <laughs> after that I put, I put Phil Lindsay on the bench because of it I'm like okay Ronald oh man crazy so let me, you know, sit, let me sit Lindsay all right you know the crazy part about that man is um Oh no, I don't I don't quite understand what Denver is as a football team they're obviously not as bad as I thought they were no. But I, I just don't like Drew Locke. But 
they're winning is weird. So I, I guess I have to kind of like shift my focus on them a little bit and see what I really see from them because they're playing hard. They really don't have a direction. That's what it is. Like they want Drew Locke to be the guy, but he's not really the guy. So they're kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't know. And then the defense is like outside of Von Miller, who do you know of? Yeah, just Chuck, you know. Yeah, and then you got Philip Lindsay, who's okay. Yeah. But now if you got I... Gordon taking away Carey, so it's like, yep. Where do you go? And Judy's still trying to find his way. He had like a little hot streak and then kind of settled down. So it was interesting, man. Yeah. But um, now I had a I had a battle with my boy Gold Blood Drip. Man, I just had a tough week. I couldn't get anything running back wise. I ran Henderson from the Rams. He only gave me six. I had Hasty, uh, which was one of the other 49ers running backs that we just keep in rotation. He gave me nine. CD Lamb, that's just a hard person to play, knowing that is Danucci running the uh running the show in Dallas, but he only gave me seven. Claypool gave me 13, and he gave me that late. I kind of put Dallas Goddard in there. He just came off of IR, and I thought it might be a little something. Like, you know, Wentz might wear that whole thing out, the quarterback to tight end thing. It failed. T. Higgins gave me 13. Pittsburgh's defense gave me 13. Aaron Rodgers, of course, gave me 26, and I had Robbie Gould as my kicker. But I really didn't even have anything on the bench to really help me other than Tanyan, but I still would have lost. He had Tom Brady, Todd Gurley, uh, Justin Jackson. He had Tyreek Hill. And uh, he had... Huh. It's hard to win with those names. Yeah, man. He had Kittle. Kittle, unfortunately, went out for him for the season. And uh, he had Williams at running back. He had Johnson, a wide receiver from Pitt. Seattle's defense. And then he had your boy. I know it's Young Quay, but Young Hoku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been a joke for like six months now. He done had Young Ho up there kicking them, <laughs> kicking them balls, balls. And uh, got the win. So it's a good week of fantasy, man. Um, the league feels vibrant this morning. Huh? Juju finally came through for me for once. Yeah, man. Juju tried to have a, a good week, man. Your division is pretty tight, man. It's like you got Team Jackson at the top at five and three. Side is four and four. Gold Blood Drip is four and four. You three and five. My boy Greg ain't going to catch y'all. You know what I mean? No. Nah. So your division is, is is tight now. Y'all can y'all can do a little something. My division, on the other hand, it's tough as hell. So Desmond's winning right now. He's six and two. He's tied with my boy P at six and two. Then uh, my boy Aaron, he's five and three. I'm five and three. And then the Maserati boy is one and seven. He ain't about to catch nobody. So it's very competitive coming down the stretch, man. It's gonna be interesting to see how all this happens, man. Yeah, as of right now, I'm projected to win next week, but that could change. Hey, man, listen, fantasy is all about runs, man. You get a winning streak going. All you got to do is make it to the playoffs, and it's just like regular football. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. Had I taken a game from side, I probably would have been in a little better position. It's all right, man. You're probably going to see him again. And sometimes you want to win that second matchup. True, because it might hurt him in the long run. Mm-hmm. Well, see, this was my first week where DeAndre Hopkins was on the bench, and that's where a lot of my points come from. So mm-hmm. that's what kind of keeps me competitive. And then, you know, Odell got hurt. So it's just. Yeah, those bye weeks are a killer, too. Man, sometimes it's the worst. It is the worst. So, yeah, man. Got but, my um, W. I'm happy about that. But let's get on to these real games. Ain't no problem, man. So the first game of the week, Thursday night football, Falcons versus Panthers, man. How you feel? Uh, I got mixed feelings. Because like I said, going into this, we're off my had I picked my team like I typically do, mm-hmm. I would have picked up another prediction W. But mm-hmm. because of the way we lost Sunday to the Lions <clears throat> in the fashion that we've been losing majority of the season, I just didn't feel like we could go in there and get a W mm-hmm. with the way we were playing. Now, fortunately, the defense stepped up a lot because the offense had seven red zone trips and four of those seven were field goals. Mm. But had we converted touchdowns every single every single time we were down there, the game would have been a blowout. Right. Like I said, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at the future like, if we make a run before the bye week and then we play the Saints and possibly get a win there, mm-hmm. things can change around. But if we don't, it's kind of like we're in the middle of the top 10 picks. So it's like, do we win or do we go out there and just lose, not on purpose, but like just do some dumb shit to lose the game. 
Well, I mean, you know, it's a tough situation, man, because you never know how this thing is going to shake out, right? We haven't really we're, – we're just now getting into the thick of the schedule. And any of those teams that run off a four-game winning streak or three-game winning streak, it changes the fortune of how you were looked at as a team in the first place. Like, if y'all win two more games, things are looking really different. And now we have to look at do you tank and go for a pick or do you try to play hard and get that seventh seed? And you have one of those teams that has a a flourishing offense. Like your offense is always able to put up some points. So if y'all did get it together, it wouldn't be like some weak team that I would think like would struggle to score. Like say, for instance, I know the Bears have a better record right now, but let's just say your offense looked more like the Chicago Bears. I would be reluctant to say go for it. You know what I mean? But if you got weapons and you can put points on the board, anything can happen. And that's kind of like the way the league is played right now. So it's just tough. I, w- I would probably give it two or three more weeks before, you know, before yeah, I really say I hold my team. As a competitor, I'm not a fan of tanking. That was never a thing for me. Yeah, I'm not a big tanking guy either. But at the same time, I kind of like I don't want my team just to win in spite of like you ever have. Of course, you experience this, too. But Mm. you ever have your team like real off wins at the end of the season, like it's December and they won three out of the four weeks. And that just (laughs) just last season we went six and two. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst, man, because it just puts you in the worst position to get a good draft pick unless you really know how to draft. So, but then, but then again, even if you get a high draft pick, there's no guarantee that they'll be a beast or even pan out. It's it's no guarantee, but I wish more teams would use that draft capital to move. It's mm-hmm. like you don't see a lot of teams get a high pick only to shift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Drop back a couple spaces, gain something in the third round or something like that, and still pick up a talented player. Um, The way I look at the game, man, it's a division battle, man. You can't pick any of these division games. Like, if you looked at what happened around the NFL, hell, the Vikings beat the Packers. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in their division is going to compete hard. The Chiefs lost to the Raiders this year. Like, so, definitely, I couldn't look at the whole situation with y'all in Detroit the previous week and apply it to this. I just had to look at the whole season being kind of like one of those weird seasons, and I just can't bet on y'all yet. But I'm not surprised that y'all won that game. Again, I think the Falcons have a lot of talent, and I kind of want Raheem Morris to look decent, man. I just I don't want him to look too bad. So. Well, had we not blundered the game away on Sunday, he'd be 3-0 at this point. Yeah. And I blame all that on the defense. I don't blame coaching. I don't blame Ty Gurley. I blame the defense. You know it's a minute. A minute and four seconds. How you yeah, that, exactly. So, but um, I kind of feel like this next game was the game of the week. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But uh, we had the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Baltimore Ravens. I thought that was a pretty good game. I kind of feel like the whole situation with uh, Lamar not being able to beat, like, good teams, I feel like it's an overblown narrative. And one of the reasons why I feel that way now is I just don't think he has all the weapons that, that like, of course he didn't have Mark Ingram, mm-hmm. but Mark Andrews doesn't catch that well. I don't know what's up with his chemistry with Hollywood Brown, but I just, I don't feel like he has the proper weapons to suit his skill set. With all of that said, it was a hard fought battle. And I honestly feel like Baltimore played better than Pittsburgh. Not that Pittsburgh didn't play well, mm-hmm. but I felt like Lamar was getting it in. It was just, Interceptions and fumbles that really ruined the game for him. I still don't think he was comfortable this season. Like, he's still trying to find his groove. I think that's partially due to not having an Mm offseason. But sometimes, I don't want to say he looks lost, but it feels that way. Like, if one thing isn't working, what's my next option? I could agree with that. I just think that the option is the weapons. You know, when you throw to Andrews and Andrews doesn't catch the ball. When Hollywood, Hollywood, unfortunately, he doesn't look the part. He's short and fast. So sometimes you feel like that person just has to beat their their opponent. You know what I mean? You don't want to throw it in the coverage with, with the shorter guy. So I think they need some other receivers that can actually play the part. And that's why they picked up Darius Bryant. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not the same. I think everybody got used to the Ravens steamrolling everybody last mm-hmm. year, and they just expected them to repeat that. Yeah. Yeah. So that it, might it, play a part into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the Ravens don't look like they looked last year. I think a lot of people feel 
somewhat disappointed, not disappointed like they're a fan of the Ravens, but just disappointed in not being able to see the progression of Lamar Jackson take that next leap. But um, on the other hand, I thought Pittsburgh looked really well. They, uh, they look really good. They had a lot of weapons, man. It's crazy. You know, you never know who you're going to get. You never know if it's Juju's week, Claypool's week, Johnson's week. You know what I mean? They still have it. playing well. Definitely. That defense is very solid, man. I mean, I know they let some points go up on the board. They won um, – Steelers won 28-24, but that's a division battle, man. So, you know, you can throw all that extra stuff out of the window. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. People going to come to play. So, um, at the end of the day, man, I just kind of look at that that game as like, all right, we got that one in the books. Baltimore is going to have to come through and find a way to go ahead and um, – pull out a win next time they play. So right now, man, Steelers are undefeated. Um, and that's a big deal. I got to give them props for that. Yeah. Can't say anything about them until they get knocked off. Nah, definitely. Definitely. So um, we had some other games, but the main game that happened on Sunday, Sunday night football, <laughs> was the Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Can I say that game was super duper boring? <laughs> oh, man, it was horrible. Now, the only reason why I even want to discuss this game is for two main reasons. Mm-hmm. One, I feel like we always need to highlight how much the absence of Dak is glaring in this in this situation right now. Like, them not having Dak Prescott, I'm so happy for Dak. Like, this is the only thing that could work out for him. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I don't even care about the Cowboys. But the way that they did that, man, they made me root for him inadvertently. Like, I have no choice but to want to see something good happen. And the only way that they're going to be able to see his value is if offensively they stink. And that's exactly what they are. they stink. Yeah. (laughs) So, I look at that game and I say to myself, man, I don't know what they can do. I don't I don't think there's anything they can do. Um, there's discussions of whether or not Mike McCarthy should be let go. I don't really think he should be let go again. You know what I mean? I think it's one of those situations where it's his first year. There was no real offseason. You're going to have to make some changes. You're definitely going to have to fire Mike Nolan. Um, but I do think Mike McCarthy's going to be on a short lease. leash. Conversely, I feel like um, – Carson Wentz is just stinking. I don't know what the hell is wrong with this dude. (laughs) Carson Wentz is trash. We've been saying it since we started this podcast. This man, definitely, definitely, if nothing else, he was overrated. But now he's trash. I've been saying he was trash. That 2016 MVP running was a fool. I said it then. When you you don't have, when you don't win your own Super Bowl ring – to me, I don't feel like you can get the credit for being that type of quarterback. I don't think you can get the credit for being a franchise QB. And um, it's showing now, man. I know he doesn't have a lot of weapons, but it's not even about his weapons when you're talking about his play, man, because you just see so many, like, horrible throws, you know. Decision-making is terrible. Yeah, how long he stands in the pocket. It's just bad, and – the only reason why they won that game was because Philly really got a turnover and was able to score off of it, and that was it. They won 23-9. to nine. The game was right there to be lost 15-9, to nine, and you're in a battle like that. And, you know, it was just an ugly game. It was boring. I didn't like it, but... Can we just eradicate that division for this year? Like, does somebody have to go win? Does somebody have to win, really? They have to, man. It's unfortunate, but those are the rules. It like, is unfortunate. I, I know the NFC West had a division winner that was seven and nine, but at least they look competent. Yeah. None of yeah. these teams look like they should be here right now. No, they don't. And what that effectively is gonna do is give somebody a bye week. That's <laughs> gonna give whoever the number two team is that normally would get the bye. That's a good warm up bye for them. So, you know, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. And that leads us to our last game, which was the Monday night football game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Giants. How did you feel about it? Well, one, I like the, the Giants' white jerseys. Those ones are tough to me. <laughs> All right. But that's about the toughest thing on that team. <laughs> Just to be honest. Oh, man. I'm always say getting rid of Odell, the way they got rid of Odell is going to come back and curse them. Yeah, I agree with that. I think getting rid of Odell is one of the worst moves they ever made. Like, it was bad for them and bad for Odell. Like, if you're going to get rid of him, get rid of him after you get your franchise QB and it doesn't work out. 
Yeah, definitely. But you throw Daniel Jones in a situation where you had Saquon, but he's now out for the year, and now you have Evan Ingram as your top weapon. Yeah. What, what can you do with that? Yeah, and with all that said, they put up a hell of a fight. At one point in time, they were winning 14-3. to I know a lot of that was due to defense, too, but – that was really they, – they put up a fight, and so I don't know if I can even attribute that to coaching, but I definitely attribute that to heart. You know, the team's got heart. I give them more credit than I do the Bucks. The Bucks were supposed to demolish that team. If you're such a good team like they have hyped you up to be, you're supposed to take teams like that and put them in the grinder and call it a day. Yeah, I think if you were, if you were talking about one of the juggernauts, if you were talking about Pittsburgh, Kansas City, or Seattle, I think they all would have you know, done what you got to do. I think the Bucs are still trying to figure certain things out. Tom Brady is playing. He's playing some solid ball right now, man. And I think the, the craziest part about the whole situation is he doesn't even have his full complement of weapons just yet. But um, once he gets Antonio Brown in there and then at some point down the line, Godwin might be coming back or at least be back for the playoffs. That's going to be a wide receiver tandem, a trio that's just wreaking havoc all in the NFC. I ain't going to hop on their nuts and nothing like that, Pauls, and say that they're going to be the ones that represent the NFC because I honestly don't think that. But it's going to be a team that you don't want to play. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. What I'm waiting to see is how Antonio Brown acts when he doesn't get the ball the way he feels he should get it. It's interesting you say that because I feel like he's going to get the ball more than everybody else, and it's going to be interesting to see how they act. Because Antonio Brown, unlike Mike Evans, he plays more like Chris Godwin. The reason why Chris Godwin catches so many passes from Tom Brady is because he makes himself available and more open quickly, and he Mm -hmm. catches the ball. Antonio Brown's going to break out of those routes super fast. Like his acceleration, his hands, if well, it's still the same as it's – I'm just saying if it's the same. If it's, if it's anything close to it, then yeah. Yeah, but you got to think about it this way, right? I look at it like this. If any, if any one of the top wide receivers got injured, we would expect them to come back and be themselves, right? Depending on what the injury is, yeah. Right. Well, he didn't get injured. He's been training this entire time. So there's no reason for him to have lost a step, and there's no reason for him not to be able to catch. The only thing he hasn't been able to do is play. So in my opinion, I feel like he's going to come back and be a big, big help, a big addition to the team. And it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out. I do have one little tidbit from that game, though. Mm-hmm. I felt like that two-point conversion after the Giants scored that touchdown, that was an egregious call. That and was I a think, Well, It was that call, and then it was the leading with the helmet call. And then, and they picked up the flag, and I just felt like, man, that's crazy. Like, I know it's the Giants. Nobody's going to make an uproar about it. Nobody really cares in the grand scheme of things. But that was just dirty, and that just goes to show you that I guess that Patriot love was Brady love. Because <laughs> the Brady Patriots, because the Patriots aren't getting those kind of calls right now, and Brady's still getting them. Because I'm like, before that, it was the play where the Bucks receiver caught it, lowered his head, and charged forward, and yeah. the the Giants defender was like trying to back up. Yeah, and they called use uh use of hands to the face. I believe it was the, mm-hmm. the helmet to the head or something like that. And they got an extra fifteen off of that. I'm like, yeah. He was not the aggressor in that situation. How do you make that call? Yeah, it's a it's a wild situation, man. They were they definitely didn't want to see that happen. They didn't want to see Brady go out like that. So I feel like they picked up that flag and I don't think that was necessarily gonna win them the game because it would have just gone into overtime and I still think the Bucks would have been able to pull it out. But it just goes to show you, man, they'll still cheat for Tom Brady any chance they get. So keep your eyes on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting to see what Tom Brady can do against an elite pass rush because when they played the uh, Bears, they lost that game. The Tom Brady was getting beat up. But since yeah. then, they haven't played anybody with a pass rush. And they're, and they're probably buffering it right now, but, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and see what happens. It's about to get cold out there, too, so yeah, that's really going to be interesting to see how those games play out. Yeah. Yeah. So. But see, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at their schedule now. Mm-hmm. All their road games are against "quote unquote" warm weather teams. Okay. They play us at the house. They play the okay. Lions at the house. That's two dome games, and then they play the Panthers. Oh uh, yeah. All yeah. the rest of the games are at home for them. So. Might be all right, man. Might be. That might be okay. But they got Aaron Donald coming. I don't think they're gonna be able to. Uh, that's gonna. That. 
That's gonna suck for Brady, but um, Jalen Ramsey gonna have his hands full. He got to pick his poison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they about to be forced. That secondary is about to be terrible. Yeah, they got to. You got to pick a, pick your poison. Who you checking? <laughs> he too. He's too short for Mike Evans, so he gonna have to check AB. Huh. All right. He might be too slow for AB, so he might have to check Godwin. Hey, he better go back to Evans. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Ramsey too. But hey, he's all right. He's all right. He's too, he's yeah. too small. Yeah, yeah, but um, other than that, man, I guess we can go ahead and get into these picks. Man, I'm afraid of these picks, bro. Oh uh, man, I don't, I ain't even super confident in mine, man. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you you want to go first? You go. I, I read mine off first. Okay. All right, Thursday night football: Packers versus the Niners. Due to all the Niners injuries and them losing Jimmy G. I don't see them winning this game. Not with, was it Brandon Mullins is his name? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, I'm sorry. That's I just good. don't see them pulling that out against the Packers team who just lost. Okay. They're going to have fire in their eyes. So I'm that picking right. the Packers for that one. Okay. Bears-Titans, I'm going with the Titans because the Bears defense probably won't be able to hold up. Mm-hmm. Giants-Washington, despite the Giants losing, I feel they're going to beat Washington just because they gave – Tom Brady and them hell. So I know they can be better against the inferior team. So I'm going with them for that one. Lions and Vikings. Even though the Vikings did surprisingly beat the Packers, I'm still going with the Lions. Panthers and Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs. Broncos and Falcons. I am going with my team. I feel we can pull that one out. Okay. Ravens and Colts. I am going with the Colts just because of the defense. If the defense can get stops against that Baltimore offense, it's going to be a long day for the Ravens, I feel. Mm-hmm. Seahawks versus Bills. The way the defense has been looking for the Bills, they have no answer for Russell Wilson. So I'm going with the Seahawks. <laughs> All Texans right. and Jaguars. This is probably the game that I didn't want to pick because they're both sorry at this point in the year. But I'm mm-hmm. going with the Texans. Okay. Raiders and Chargers. Chargers can't hold the league like the Falcons. So I'm going with the Raiders. Dolphins and Cardinals, this was another tough one given how the Dolphins played recently against a good team. But I'm still going with the Cardinals because they have to travel east, I mean travel west, and I don't know how that's going to play. Mm-hmm. Steelers and Cowboys, a rematch of the 96 Super Bowl, going with the Steelers. <laughs> Saints and Bucks, I'm going with the Bucks because A.B. is the X factor here. Okay. So... And last but not least, Patriots versus Jets. The Patriots should win this game, so I'm going with them. All right. All right. They should, but you never know. We got some different ones, man. It's going to be interesting. So, uh, we got Thursday night, Green Bay at San Fran. I'm going with my boys. We got Nick Mullins in there. He can actually throw further Mm -hmm. down the field. He throws down the field more than Jimmy does. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes you just never know which Nick you're going to get. You might get terrific Nick, who was able to come back and make that game not look as bad as it was when we played the Seahawks last weekend. Or you could get, you know, other Nick where might not look too good. So it'll be interesting, but I I think he'll be on the short leash too. I think if he starts looking bad at any point in time, Kyle's going to put him and put CJ in. But I just feel like uh, Green Bay's in a weird – they're in a weird little space, and they don't play us well. And so that's what I'm really going off of, just the fact that usually when we play them, we have their number. This will be the time that they could take us if at any point in time. But um, Brandon Ayuk still looks good. We got some other things we're probably going to work in there and other wrinkles and see what happens. Next game, Denver and Atlanta. I got Denver. Um <laughs> They they played well. They played so well against the Chargers, and mm-hmm. I would pick y'all, mm-hmm. but I just I just don't have that kind of faith. Like I need to see it. I need to see it you like two weeks. Consistency, I understand. Yep, I just need those two weeks. So they proved me wrong. They proved me wrong. Um, Seattle at Buffalo. I'm going with Seattle. I just think they're the better team. I think Buffalo will put up a decent fight. Buffalo could even possibly win this game, considering it's in Buffalo. But I just don't know, and because Seattle, Seattle, I'm gonna go with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Chicago at Tennessee. I'm going with Tennessee. Um, I feel like Tennessee is like they're just a, a more polished, more well-rounded team. Even if they lose, they just look like a football team. Something about Chicago's offense, it's just it's I don't know. Yeah, man, it's I just can't put my finger on it, but I just don't I don't like it. 
Like, I just don't like watching them play offense. Yeah, it's like uh, we could go this way for a touchdown. We could go that way for a loss of yards. Like, we don't have a direction. Yeah, so I'm done. I'm off the I'm off the Chicago train unless they play somebody that stinks. Baltimore and Indy, I feel like Indy has a good defense, and they'll be able to play Baltimore hard. But um, I think we're going to see a couple of wrinkles come out. And if Mark Ingram can come in there, and then they got Ingram – Dobbins and Edwards in the backfield. I think Lamar and them, they got to turn out a win to stay afloat. So I, I'm going to pick Baltimore. Carolina and KC. KC, enough said. Um, Detroit and Minnesota. I'm going with Detroit, even though Minnesota beat Green Bay. I just don't feel like I can trust them yet either. So I'm going with them. We got the Giants at the Washington football team. I'm going with Washington. Um, they're at home. They played the Cowboys really well, like hard when they played them. I think they're trying to rack up division wins because that's the only way they can stay afloat in that division. And this is the perfect team to beat. So I'm going to pick them. Uh, we got Houston at Jacksonville. I'm going to pick Houston just because I'm picking Deshaun. Both teams are crap, like you said before, but eh, just pick Deshaun. See what happens. That's the same reason I gave. Like, yeah, Deshaun it. <laughs> yep. We got the Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going with the Vegas Raiders. I feel like they're a better team. Um, Herbert's on fire, though, man. Anything can happen with that kid. Um, the, the GM around there is really going to have to look at what he can surround him with because they got a stud there, but I'm still going with Vegas. We got Pittsburgh and Dallas. Pittsburgh because Dallas is Dallas. Uh, we got Miami and Arizona. I got Arizona because I just think they're a better team. Miami's been playing some tough ball, and even though they were able to get away with that against the Rams, I definitely think the Cardinals are better than the Rams, and the Cardinals are coming off of a bye week. That's really important. You know what I mean? Because the dings and the nicks that some of those people had, they were able to heal. I think they're going to come out and be on fire. Uh, we got the Saints at the Bucks. I picked the Saints. Um, mm. I haven't been picking the Saints recently, but I think Michael Thomas is going to play in this game. And whenever Michael Thomas comes back, that's going to be a big X factor. So I'm kind of banking on that. He may not play, but I think he's going to play. And so um, I'm going to roll with them. And we also have, last but not least, the Patriots versus the Jets. Man, Patriots, because the Jets are the Jets. Yeah. Yo, I will say this, though. If Cam Newton loses to the Jets, man, he might as well just pack his bags up and just leave. Like, just dip. Yeah. (laughs) You lose to the Jets, man, it's over. Even if he wins and he looks terrible, then he should rethink what's going on right now. I mean, it's whatever. Just don't lose. <laughs> that should be a game where he completely takes over. Don't lose, man. Fake an injury. <laughs> Go sit down. <laughs> There's nobody on the team. There's nobody on they, the squad. They, they've sold everybody. I mean, Kansas City was swag surfing on the boys and doing the whole dance. <laughs> Disrespectful. It is, man. Disrespectful. You don't just swag surf. You go to dance in the middle of a football game. But anyway, like man. Sometimes, man. It's crazy. So aside, I'm gonna just run down the teams he picked. He went with the Seahawks over the Bills. He actually picked the Falcons, which I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. He picked the Niners, the Titans, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Lions, Washington, the Texans, Chargers, Steelers, the Dolphins, Jets, and the Bucks. Yeah, we got a couple of different games in there, man. <clears throat> Yeah, actually, yeah. picked the Jets. Wow. I had like I had like four. I had four games, mm-hmm. um, maybe five that were different from you. Mm-hmm. I just heard four that was different from him. So either y'all gonna close the gap, or there's gonna be some big separation. Well, I'm hoping to close the gap. So, so I mean, it's possible, bro. We'll see. It's possible. Well, definitely yeah, say. Yeah. Heating up, man. Yeah. The week nine football almost over. I'm kind of sad. It's cool, man. We hitting the home stretch, man. The way I look at it is like this is the best time for football normally. You know, we start to get that Thanksgiving football. The playoff teams are starting to shake out. We starting to know yeah. who's who. But see, that's 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 the issue right there for me personally. My team at this juncture is not a playoff team. Now things change. Yeah, but man, I'll for, be more excited. For real though, what you would have to do is really assess the schedule. You gotta look at all the teams, like even my squad, right? We're four and four, but I ain't talking no trash because we still got to play everybody again. (laughs) I got to play Seattle again, the Rams again, Arizona again without the QB. You know what I mean? All our games aren't easy. We play the Packers this week. Now, if we get a win and we go up to five and four, I'm still trying to keep hope because I personally think while everybody's saying like 
ten and six for that seven seed. I'm thinking uh, we could get it at nine and seven, depending upon how things shake out. And that's pretty much what you're looking for. <clears throat> well, I figure the NFC West is going to have at least three teams in the playoff race. Depends. The it NFC depends. South will have the Bucks and Saints fighting that out. So and you got that. The NFC East is like, whatever. The East is definitely the one not with the extra team. But you got to think about if the NFC West has three mm-hmm. teams in there, then pretty much there's only one coming from another squad. So you you would be looking at the Bears potentially not making it. They could probably still make it. You would be looking at the Saints not making it. Like the Saints and Bucks, one of them, they both making it, man. They both going to make it. You know what I mean? I don't think the I don't think the West is gonna have three teams. Now, if we would have did what we were supposed to do against like the Dolphins, like it seems like the Dolphins have been getting my team's numbers. Like they beat us, they beat they beat the Rams, like they they got our division's numbers. So you gotta get those kind of wins in order to get in there. I told the side, I watched the Dolphins. They got a whole new whole new gig down there with two at the helm. Yeah, I ain't like the way he looked. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna judge him off one game, but the Dolphins just as a team, because you could always go back to Fitzpatrick if it's not looking right. The Dolphins as a team are a scary team, man. Well, they, I think they have something to believe in now. Yeah, they're not playing no games, man. And they're, and they're the other team that could flip that. They could get a seven seed. True. You know what I mean? True. <clears throat> so we'll have to see. Yeah, we definitely do. Canes play this week. We are finally back. Yeah, man. I ain't rushing. I ain't rushing either, but we right now we're 11. I'm kind of salty about that, but then so it is what it is. That's okay. Once they sprinkled in the other conferences, like once uh, Big 12 came back and everything, they kind of just like bumped us down. But yeah. that's cool. You know they what I mean? They still don't love us. It's cool. Well, they got to figure out what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence with this COVID because he ain't playing this week. If he lose to Notre Dame and we somehow, some way get to play anybody but Clemson, we might sneak in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody but a healthy Clemson works for me, man. Because, I mean, outside of that, who scares you in the ACC? Nope. They try to say it's Notre Dame. It's not them. We smoked them. We were trash. Yeah. Yeah. Smoked them. And now we're going to have a better offense. So, I guarantee you. That's how I look at it, too. Plus, it always takes a year for them to believe. So, So, we got to go out there and do our thing. We can go undefeated, and they still wouldn't believe. No, if we went undefeated, I asked being in the playoffs. They better believe. They hate Miami. They've hated Miami since 1983. That's okay. We're coming back. We're coming yeah. back, man. Yeah, we ain't back yet, though. We're on the way. No, nah, not yet. Not yet. But I'll take it. I'll take this over over a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, over these last few seasons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm right along with you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, think that, I think that's everything on the docket. All right, bro. This has been the Great Iron Guys podcast with your boy, Sean Pesos. Your boy, Russ Digi. We appreciate y'all supporting us. You can find us on Instagram at the Gridiron Guys Podcast and listen to us on most streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, you know, Stitcher, things like that. Yes, indeed. We'll be back next week with more predictions, more hot takes, and more fantasy football news. Yes, y'all sir. Be safe out here. Be blessed. Deuces.